Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. Newscast, the podcast designed to help you fall asleep. Find us on snoozecast.com and follow us on social media, wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by hand-carved ice cubes. Tonight, we'll read excerpts from Oregon, Washington, and Alaska, sights and scenes for the tourist. Written in 1890 by E.L. Lomax. Officially incorporated in 1851, Portland grew steadily, forming an identity as an industrial trading town. Up into the 1890s, Portland hosted the Pacific Northwest's largest port, only to be surpassed later by Seattle. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Portland is a very beautiful city of 60,000 inhabitants and situated on the Willamette River, 12 miles from its junction with the Columbia. It is perhaps true of many of the growing cities of the West that they do not offer the same social advantages as the older cities of the East, but this is principally the case as to what may be called boom cities, where the larger part of the population is of that floating class which follows in the line of temporary growth for the purposes of speculation and in no sense applies to those centers of trade whose prosperity is based on the solid foundation of legitimate business. 
as the metropolis of a vast section of country, having broad agricultural valleys filled with improved farms, surrounded by mountains rich in mineral wealth and boundless forests of as fine timber as the world produces, the cause of Portland's growth and prosperity is the trade which it has as the center of collection and distribution of this great wealth of natural resources. And it has attracted not the boomer and speculator who find their profits in the wild excitement of the boom, but the merchant, manufacturer, and investor who seek the sure if slower channels of legitimate business and investment. These have come from the East, most of them within the last few years. They came as seeking a better and wider field to engage in the same occupations they had followed in their Eastern homes, and bringing with them all the love of polite life, which they had acquired there, have established here a new society, equaling in all respects that which they left behind. Here are as fine churches, as complete a system of schools, as fine residences, as great a love of music and art as can be found at any city of the East of equal size. But while Portland may justly claim to be the peer of any city of its size in the United States and all that pertains to social life, in the attractions of beauty of location and surroundings, it stands without peer. The work of art is but the copy of nature. What the residents of other cities see but in the copy, or must travel half the world over to see in the original, the resident of Portland has at his very door. The city is situate on gently sloping ground with, on the one side, the river, and on the other, a range of hills, which, within easy walking distance, rise to an elevation of a thousand feet above the river, affording a most picturesque building site. From the very streets of the thickly settled portion of the city, the Cascade Mountains, with the snow-capped peaks of Hood, Adams, St. Helens, and Rainier, are in plain view. As the hills to the west are ascended, the view broadens until, from the extreme top of some of the higher points there is, to the east, the valley stretching away to the Cascade Mountains with its rivers, the Columbia, and the Willamette, in the foreground Portland, in the middle distance Vancouver, and bounding the horizon, the Cascade Mountains, with their snow-clad peaks in the gorge of the Columbia in plain sight. Whilst away to the north, the course of the Columbia may be followed for miles. To the west, from the foot of the hills, the valley stretches away twenty-odd miles to the coast range, which alone shuts out the view.